0: welcome to the become your best self podcast become your best self is a wellness lifestyle brand created by hannah including an instagram page and this podcast it's here to educate and inspire you in the world of wellness from wellness wednesday lives on my instagram to self-care sunday tips or if you're craving some monday motivation it's here at bybs In this episode, sustainability activist Emily Marvin and I talk frankly on the situation in the US and share experiences of racism in the UK. We talk about what you can do to support the movement by signing petitions and being the change that's needed. Each week, I talk to a different guest for my Wellness Wednesday live on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out my Instagram page for the podcast and my own Instagram channel, Hannah Austin. If you'd like to feature on the podcast or have a question, then please get in touch via the gram or on my website, www.hannahaustin.com. Hi, um, hi guys, um, this is really weird doing a live on my own. Um, so I would normally be doing my Wellness Wednesday live right now, um, that I normally do every week, but I was going to be doing one with Zara, who's an Instagram coach. But I feel like with everything that's been going on at the moment, it just didn't feel right to do a live talking about things as if everything was normal when there is so much sadness going on. And I think that I just kind of wanted to talk about everything that's going on, but also explain a bit of the ways that people can support what's happening and make change happen. Because just posting a picture yesterday, a black image is not going to make change happen. And I think... We need to keep talking about this subject. So I'm getting carried away. I need to. <laughs> I need to um go back to what I was trying to say. So before I kind of go into things, um, I just want to explain that if anybody doesn't know, um, I am actually mixed race. So I um have an Anglo Indian background. So I um on my father's side it's white British. Um, and on my mum's side it's it's Anglo Indian. So I am like quarter Asian if you will Um, and not only my mum but people in my family and my friends have had to deal with racial comments um, and racial attacks and it's not okay and things need to change Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to do this live is that I've got like so many family and friends that are people of people of colour you know Brown, black, like everything in between, and the fact that these things are going on is—it's not okay, and things need to change. And I love my family and friends dearly, and to think that people could be going through um, what's going on is just awful. And. Before I started this live, I spoke to a few people about what I was doing, um, and a lot of people messaged me just saying they're just way too upset to talk about this subject, which I completely understand, because even talking now, I can like feel myself getting upset, but it's because I feel so passionate about it, and I just think it's important that people find out as much information as they can on how they can make change happen, and how that they can support. Um so that 's kind of why I decided to do it, really, so my friend Emily is actually going to jump on in like ten minutes or so, but I just wanted to quickly explain um what you guys can do to help support the movement and keep change happening so um so the things that i 've kind of just put a quick list of things that people can do to help support this movement, and when i finish this live, I'm going to, when I post it on my Instagram, I'm going to add all the links in so you guys can reach all the information that you need. Um, so first things first is you can write to your MP and demand justice, not only for what's happened in America, but what's happening in this country as well. Um, you can find out who your local MP is by literally just Googling from what county you're in. Um, And so that's the first thing you can do. Secondly, which I really, really, really recommend people doing, is signing the petitions. So there's three main petitions that I think that people really should be looking at. So the first one is Justice for Belly. Um, If you haven't heard about her, so she is a lady that works for the TFL, like a rail network in this country. And she was spat on in a racial attack, which is just disgusting. And after that, she died of coronavirus. And now the police couldn't prove that it was coronavirus that was the reason that she died. But they've closed the investigation without any further um, further things being done, or even, you know, arresting the person that spat on her because spitting on someone is just not okay. Um, so please sign the petition for Belly, for justice for Belly and her family. Also, there's a petition for George Floyd. I'm sure you've all heard of what's happened in America and the awful killing that happened. Please sign the petition for that. And the third petition that I really encourage as many people to sign is, if you haven't heard, there was a report that came out yesterday from Public Health England in the UK, Um, and this report was um, about black and ethnic minorities and their effect um, with coronavirus. So I'm going to like read out the things that was in it because I just I don't want to get this wrong. So in this report, they said people of Chinese, Indian, Pakistani, other Asian, Caribbean and other black are 10 to 50 percent at higher risk of dying than their British male equivalent, Um, which is just like 10 to 50 percent higher risk because of their ethnicity of dying of coronavirus. I'm just blown away at the statistics that they literally just put out. Um, And in the report, there was no real guidance and no real explanation for why this is happening. And there is a lack of research that has happened. Um, And also, in terms of like the people that work for the NHS, 40% of doctors and 20% of nurses that are working for the NHS are from black and ethnic minority backgrounds. And now these people are our key workers who are working every single day to protect the people that are dying from coronavirus and to like imagine that they are actually at a higher risk from dying from it as well it's just like crazy that there is no guidance and no explanation on how these people are going to be protected or anybody who is from an ethnic minority background so please sign the petition for more information to be found out about this because even from like My point of view, so I'm mixed race, and I think when I looked at the statistics, there were certain ethnicities that had a higher risk than others of dying of coronavirus. But even the fact that myself, I'm mixed race and I am at a higher risk of dying from coronavirus because of my ethnicity like, I want to know how I'm supposed to protect myself and my family and friends, and all these people how they're supposed to protect themselves, what guidance is out there so that we can keep ourselves safe. Like, all this needs to be found out and research needs to be done. So please, please, please sign the petition. Um, I'm going to, again, like all three of the petitions, I'm going to add the links when when I finish this live. But I just could not believe when this report came out yesterday of the lack of guidance and explanation for these ethnic minorities that are at a higher risk of coronavirus on top of everything else that's going on. So I'm sorry if people didn't know about that and it's, you know, been upsetting information, but we need to know and we need to find out more research because it's just not okay. Um... So yeah, so sign the three petitions please, please, please and also I know there's a lot of protests going on and it's kind of confusing because there's lots of different groups doing different things and um, I know there's different protests going on in like more local areas as well as worldwide. But actually, there is a worldwide kneel worldwide happening at Friday, this Friday at 12 o'clock. Um, it's happening in London, but it's also, they're going to be streaming it on Zoom. So if you can't get to London um, because of whatever reason, you can join the worldwide Neil on Zoom. So if you can, please join the protest, share it with people. They've actually got an Instagram page, which I'm going to, again, I'll add at the end of this live. Um because protesting and showing your support and sharing that with other people could make such a difference so i really really hope that people can do that um so yeah so those are like the main things and there's been so many resources being shared and i shared a lot on my instagram stories and just trying to raise awareness so that people can find out as much information as possible because I know it can be super overwhelming because there is so much information being shared at the moment. But if you simply just want to be able to do something and support what's going on, then the you know the best ways that you can do that is write to your MPs, sign the petitions, um, raise funds for the charities that are trying, you know, the George Floyd Fund, um, change of colour. Again, I can add all these to the end of this live, the links to that and the worldwide meal to show um they said the worldwide Neo sorry, I should have said, is in solidarity for all the people um, in America that have died. But as well as that, it's justice for belly. Um, so I really, really, really recommend if anybody can join um, on Friday. It's yeah, I'll share the Zoom login details because I think that's really important. So before... I keep talking for ages. Um, my friend Emily is gonna join and we're just gonna talk about diversity, particularly in the fashion industry. So I'm just gonna add her in. Give me two sets. She should be joining soon. Da-da-da. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm yeah I'm not too
0: bad think how are you doing I'm okay I'm just like I'm just trying to like share all the facts and like I'm trying not to get anything wrong but um I wrote some things down but yeah I'm so happy to see your face though it's been ages <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I just really wanted to talk to you about, because I know you've been sharing so much amazing content at the moment about how people can support other black bloggers, but also diversity in the fashion industry, which is something that really needs to be talked about. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to hear like what you had to kind of say and how people can find out more information, what they can do.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I mean, essentially the fashion industry is inherently racist and... Yeah it's built on a racist structure it's, it was building from the, the industrialization in the 18th and 19th century and that that whole system's built on exploitation and oppression yeah and i think it, it's very naive to think that hasn't gone away that is still very much there and the the walk free foundation as i've written down notes just <laughs> i need
0: to say so, so yeah,
1: did fa- the fashion industry as the second biggest industry for m- modern day slavery. So it's okay, all wow. very present today yeah. and all this sort of oppression exploitation has, has not gone away. Um, in Uzbekistan hundreds of thousands of people are still forced to go and pick cotton which ends up in our clothes. Yeah. And hundreds and thousands of farmers are dying by suicide, by discrimination and their working conditions, the same yeah. goes for garments, it goes across the whole supply chain, that it is a massive, massive problem yeah. with and exploitation, so yeah, the, the whole industry is a very racist structure, yeah. at least need change, um, and then there's so many other problems within companies and themselves, so I think recently I've been talking about particular class fashion brands, and they yeah.
0: I've been seeing all your tweets and being like, oh my gosh, yes, Emily, for, like, <laughs> saying all this stuff. <laughs> um,
1: so, obviously, as we know it was Blackout Tuesday yesterday. Yes. And a lot of, a lot of our fashion brands we saw were posting their black pictures and calling it a day. And some other companies have donated money, etc. But it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's really performative activism. Yeah. And problem i think there's a massive problem with cultural appropriation and the exploitation of black culture and black people in fashion companies yeah but racism is now a trend
0: yes yeah yeah, i think you
1: saw with the blackout tuesday hashtag there was 20 million
0: yeah yeah Yeah. i actually shared something today because someone put about how there's been 20 million um, blackout post, but only like 12 million people have actually signed the petitions for George Floyd so yes it's great to share that you're supporting but just posting that black picture is not going to do anything and like even today I've noticed not just brands but influencers have all of a sudden just started posting like normal today like it's all just been a one day thing and that's that's kind of why I wanted to do this live because it's like no there still needs to be change happening
1: on twitter someone said how can you be how can you go silent for one day when you were not allowed to
0: begin with yes oh my gosh that's such a powerful quote yeah yeah (laughs) it's
1: a problem within the fashion industry because they weren't they weren't diverse to begin with yeah and um so one (laughs) i don't want to talk about them too much because i've gone around them enough but in the style (laughs) yeah the brands have been notorious and stuff like that yeah and they so recently released a t-shirt yeah. Um, and for starters, the artwork was stolen.
0: Oh god, um, Okay. Yeah.
1: They decided to donate hundred percent of the profits to Black Lives Matter. Um. But they haven't had a black model on their feed since January, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I very rarely see them work with black influencers. Yeah. Or support. The black community in any sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they not, notoriously bad for stuff like this. It's the same when they did a body, body positivity uh, campaign, and the same with the Caroline Flack t-shirts. Uh, they're very they're very formative, yeah. and they're very exploitative of causes and things going on and tragedies. Yeah. they, they essentially capitalised on the black man's murder. yeah,
0: Yeah, which is <laughs> insane and the fact that you think, oh, okay I'm going to buy a t-shirt does not change anything that's going on.
1: No, and it's, the, it's also the fact that they made 30 million pounds I think it was last year and they're making other people raise money for them when yeah. donated, they end up donating about 20,000 pounds So they doubled the ten thousand that they had raised by sales, but that ten thousand they could have easily just donated themselves. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) Um, completely.
1: And so that's like one of the biggest problems that I've seen more recently, and this is why I think there needs to be more discussion about racism in the fashion industry because you brands such as in style, misguided, boohoo, pretty little thing, urban outfitters, they love to fetishise that culture and appropriate that black culture, but. Don't use enough black models or black influencers, yeah. or just support black people in general. Yeah, and um, there's another thing going on with with all the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you've seen that there have been companies refusing to pay for orders in countries like Bangladesh,
0: yeah,
1: India, where the clothes are being made. Yeah, because they're making the same amount of sales. Yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory has been cancelled, yeah. even though it's been made. So, so bad. They're essentially just taking this money away from the workers who are marginalised people.
0: Yeah, which again and, is racism in itself that these people are being treated differently and working so hard right. for very little.
1: Exactly, no, exactly. And they can't, it's one thing to say that you stand with black people on an Instagram post, but it's another thing to actually stand with black people across your whole supply chain, whether that yeah. be the garment workers, whether that be the farmers, whether that be. The people working in the distribution centres, whether that be people working in your retail stores, yeah. and the amount of stories that I've seen between retail stores where people have been marginalised, been uh, had racist comments, at them, yeah. stuff like that, and there's companies such as, I think, the Collister and Brandy Melville where they do hire people based off their looks, yeah. and thus have discriminated against someone because of their skin colour. yeah. And it makes no sense. You it's, you can't do
0: that when you're. there also putting cornrows and dreads in someone's hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're white. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just. Oh hang on, your your signal's slightly cutting out. You've gone a bit blurry. Oh. There you go. Might be better. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a <laughs> bit better. No, yeah. You just all of a sudden like your voice. I could hear your voice, but I couldn't see your face. <laughs> um, um, I know. I completely, completely agree. And things need to change I think it's so important to talk about this issue of the fashion industry because it's 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 the fact that racism is going on underlying going on and people aren't realizing about it um that I think is super important to mention I've been seeing all of your in the style tweets and I've been like yes Emily um you know say say what Everyone should... like Because people just don't know. And I think that's the main thing that's come about this. One positive thing that's come about this is people are all of a sudden talking about these subjects and talking about things like diversity and racism and how it's happening everywhere, every day. And it needs to change.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's also really frustrating for black people because they've been saying this for years and years now. And it, it's just become the tip of the iceberg or yeah. the, they're exhausted so we need to start educating ourselves and other white people on what is going on and in every single industry there is there is underlying racism yeah. and fashion industry is, is, is so prominent of that and yeah. it, need, the, it needs to change because although I know because I talk a lot about sustainable fashion I know people <laughs> can't invest in sustainable fashion or they always can't um, shop second hand so that's where there needs to be more pressure on the companies to make these changes. Yeah. Because there's only no, no much a consumer can do, yeah. especially when you're you haven't got the time or the money or it's not size inclusive. Yeah. So this is where we need to put pressure on brands to be more inclusive, be more diverse and know who they're employing. The yeah. the fashion industry indirectly employs hundreds of thousands of people yeah. where they don't even know where they're working, the conditions they're working
0: yeah. In, yeah, yeah. and
1: how they're being treated. Which is and, just
0: insane that this yeah, is still happening it, to this day.
1: You no, know, there's sort of white ignorance. Is, is, it's not acceptable. And and it just it needs to change. And there's so many other ways. And um, this isn't also, I mean, I should add, it doesn't also Happened just in the high high street fashion industry. This happened in luxury fashion. Um, Coco Chanel was a Nazi sympathizer.
0: Okay, (laughs) didn't 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 know that. that.
1: Um, And there was also let me think. Oh, so Marc Jacobs back in twenty seventeen completely whitewashed their runway, but also used dreads. So that's where you kind of go back to the cultural creation side of things, which is such a big issue. And they always kind of get away with it by saying it's urban. Or it's exotic and they put over these terms that make it seem more acceptable yeah. and diverse when actually you're just appropriating their culture. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's um, um, I saw someone actually put this quote, I can't remember who the woman was, that's the Radio 1 um, presenter and she said something about you can't enjoy the rhythm without the blues. And like, basically, I was saying that, you know, all these people that enjoy black culture, Asian culture, but don't actually, you know, are racist, it's like, you can't have both.
1: No, exactly. And even the people who suddenly say, stay silent about all this, um, it's not an aesthetic. Black culture, Asian culture, it's not an aesthetic you can just take and give. It's someone's culture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah start appreciating culture as opposed to appropriating it. Yes. And I don't think there's enough education on what the difference is. Yeah. Um the amount of times that I've seen uh, like kimonos being sold as like high street fashion. Yeah. And I saw a blogger post three ways to style a kimono when there's actually really one way to style a kimono <laughs> yeah. the traditional way to style a kimono. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But there's also a it's so an African print that I did write down somewhere. <laughs> I have like two pages of notes <laughs> that I found. I know, because
0: um, that's the thing, it's like when you're talking <laughs> about something that's so important like this, you just don't want to get anything wrong and kind of misinform people, because there's so much information that you kind of want to share, I completely agree. Um yeah. So there was an African print you said? Yes, so it's called Ekara print, I
1: hope i am not but Okay, name. yeah. Uh, and... There was a big thing with Stella McCartney using it in their clothes, but not using any black models to style. (laughs) And I think there's that sort of, there's ignorance within the company and within the consumers as to where that print's come from, why it's being used. And I know most festivals are cancelled this year, but festival wear is very new. Very, very notorious for cultural appropriation. Yeah. There's the indigenous headwear that's being used for festival wear, and sort of some of the dresses and styles that people use—it it really does feed into cultural appropriation, and people think it's okay it's, yeah. it's sort of this festival vibe or this exotic vibe, um, and it to stop <laughs> yeah
0: and the thing is like in on one hand it's amazing that um people are enjoying parts of black culture asian culture and actually celebrating it in the way like you said of wearing clothes and kind of their hair and all that sort of thing but the awful other side is that people are, are using that But they're not seeing the other side to it, which is if you're going to appreciate that culture, you need to appreciate the people from that culture and the people that made those things or do you know what I mean? So there's it's like such an awkward balance. But at the same time, I think with everything that's happened, I think people are thinking about these things a bit more Um, and realising that there's kind of I don't know if you saw the triangle that someone posted with the kind of socially acceptable racism and the non socially acceptable. Um and like there's so many things that are happening, like you just said, with the kind of cultural appropriation that people do and they don't even realise that in inherently they're they are being racist by doing it and then being like, Oh no, but I don't want any part of, you know, your culture or any but any of the people. Um because it happens in very sly comments even every day and in every industry and I think it's amazing that people are actually seeing that now and realising that that is happening.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, like you said, it, people are buying into this cultural appropriation, clothes, yes. whether they realise it or not, but they're not appro- appreciating the people yeah. who've brought that culture. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, um, it's, it, 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 it's hard to know whether... <laughs> should or shouldn't buy into it still I would, yeah i don't think you, you probably should if you're recognizing that's a cultural appropriation yeah but it's sort of the, that's where it comes back to the brands to stop stealing
0: because they have such a big influence on what people wear and the, our mm. culture as a society
1: yeah exactly and i think that's where because i also think the, the influencer market is very closely tied to the fashion market mm-hmm. especially because people uh, like they work so closely together yeah um and both in the sense that obviously fashion brands need to start using black influences more yes people more um but i think in like brand trips and stuff there needs to be more cultural appreciation if you're going to more exotic islands and things rather than
0: yeah
1: great creation yeah um, and
0: educate people about those cultures rather than just taking the good bits <laughs>
1: Research, research on this <laughs> to give it a yes or no um sustainability wise or anything but I saw that ASOS who aren't my favorite brand <laughs> <laughs> did a collection um from a community in Kenya okay all the clothes were very traditional they were used to just like traditional prints and stuff however the money went back into that community okay so I think especially when you're using culture for your own company and your business, yeah. you need paying back into that culture and paying back into those communities. Because yeah. m- most of the time, these people are marginalised, they are being treated poorly through your business, and, and you need to pay back in some way. Yeah. Um, and I think, that's, I, I think there needs to be so much more education within the fashion industry and within fashion brands. But yeah. a lot of the time, particularly with Instagram, We'll talk about
0: them. Uh, <laughs> Your favourite brand ever. No, they refuse to
1: believe that they're doing anything wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's where it's not okay.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and also going back to the influencer industry as well, there's lots of influencers who love to fetishise over black culture, mm. particularly big ones like Ken, uh, Kylie Jenner, people like that, who love to... Indulge themselves in that culture, yeah, are more likely to be used than a black creator or influencer,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And so, there is this unfair, unconscious bias between people within the influence industry, which happens by fashion brands, and that is another thing that needs to change as well as being paid the same, being treated the same. The amount of influence that I've seen come forward even in the last week. Yeah. And the brands are not paying them, not paying them the same as their white peers. Yeah. Not treating them the same. The amount of influencers that I've seen go to fashion brand events and fashion trade. Be, I, I saw um, one girl got asked to go get her a drink <laughs> as if she was like the help.
0: Oh my god, that's insane. So,
1: in the basics, it, so I just, there's a lot of white influence within the fashion industry. and yeah. A lot of that needs to change. I know I'm not articulating
0: this great. No, but that's that's the whole thing. It's like, as much as, like, we're both trying to get everything that we say is the correct information and everything. But at the same time, it's just so important that we're even talking about this. I think... Ah. Because I like, especially like I I mentioned before, the Blackout Tuesday thing yesterday was great. And there's been so much um, resources shared and so many influencers and all people sharing information. But it's not just something that like next week, are we still going to be talking about this? Do you know what I mean? It's also like, like you said, it's almost become a trend at the moment, which is great because people are aware of it and people are talking about it but it needs to continue happening and change actually needs to be put in place um um, I just wanted to say as well there's been some really nice comments happening at the bottom and just to say I am seeing them um but yeah like it's just um because yeah like even I saw this like quote that said um you know because people were saying about big influencers making sure that they share um, information about it but also like it doesn't even matter like even if you're not an influencer but you just got like a hundred Instagram followers you might share like one post that's about racism and people some one person like actually sees it and makes them think like that's made a difference do you know what I mean? It's just it doesn't even matter if you've got like what however many followers. Like you posting about this, sharing resources, encouraging people to sign petitions might make even one person think I should do something, and that would have made a difference. And that's so important. Um, so I I think like that also needs to be... because so many people are like attacking big influencers for being like why aren't you doing more? But it's everybody that needs to do something. I think.
1: Yeah. No. I definitely. Think that there's certain celebrities and large influencers that do need to be saying more and sharing stuff because they have such a large impact. Uh, Like I said, it's not trendy, it's not an aesthetic, but your trendy selfies or aesthetic can wait. Black people have been all this sort of stuff for years and years now, they're just sick and tired of it. And it is our turn to, well, it's been our turn for ages to actually do something about this. Make a difference. And use our privilege. Um but i think especially on social media people see activism as kind of a, bit of a dirty word yeah uh, people don't want to seem too political or seem too opinionated on yeah. social media but that isn't like that's
0: <laughs> yeah I know because like even myself like when all this happened and I because obviously I've talked a lot about the report that came out yesterday about black and ethnic minorities and coronavirus because I feel so passionate about it but because obviously you know me and I'm a very positive person normally but like when all this happened I just thought like you you need to use your voice and how you feel and if you're passionate about something like say it and I think um I don't know if you follow do you follow is it Florence Given not sure I do okay no she she posted this amazing thing on Instagram saying about because she was posting about um her white privilege and like racism um and saying that she's got so many messages from people saying oh I wasn't sure if to post or not because my boyfriend told me not to post about racism and that sort of tone of things Mm. and she was saying like someone died is that not more important than what your boyfriend thinks about you and I just thought that just summed up like how I felt about this situation which is that like it's more important you are voicing your opinions and sharing information and supporting people than what your braces boyfriend is thinking yeah no, exactly. <laughs>
1: and i think a, a lot of like old, I mean, older generations do see social media as this sort of non-serious place, mm, mm. place where it's actually uh, there's so much conversation going on yeah so that to yeah. speak up on things on social media and off social media, I, I do think that we need to start calling people out in real life as much as we do on social media, <laughs> Yeah. as much as I know it's, it's easier to hide behind a screen and stuff, yeah. but these, con- like, these aren't easy conversations to have, but I mean experience them, experiencing them as a black person is 10 times worse, and so we have to suck it up essentially. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, no it's right. so true, yeah.
1: And so, no, I completely agree, and whoever's boyfriend that was needs to get in the bin, Um, because...
0: (laughs) That's why um, I loved it so much, I couldn't stop laughing, because I was like, oh my gosh, yes, the people need to see this, like, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, like, uh, this is the time to start speaking up, and as a, a white person, learn how to use your privilege, and speak about how you can use your privilege, share stuff. And like you said, even if you've got two followers, even if you've got thousands of followers, you need to be sharing, you need to be talking. And it's not an aesthetic, it's not something to curate at all. This is very, very real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very um, important and significant. Um, And yeah, like you said, activism seems like such a dirty word in the media especially yeah. especially yeah um when it's not it's not at all no. um, and i highly encourage everyone to become an activist for issues such as this Yeah, these sort of things need to change and um yeah activism is not at all a bad thing
0: yeah and that's yeah. No, it's it's just, it's so much about changing our culture and society and what we think of as every day. And like, like you said, even in the media, it's deemed that activism is a bad thing. Even like the way the media is portraying the protests. I've seen so many images of people peacefully protesting and um you know like um, amazing stories where you know police officers have actually knelt on one knee and they've been um they've been trying to talk to the crowds and being like we are so sad about what happened and there's all these actual positive peaceful things happening but though even the word protest is such a kind of like you said in ugly words very similar to kind of activism and i think even that needs to change even the way that people report these things in the media Like it needs to be done in a way that is non-biased.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. And I do also think this sort of reflects massively onto the fashion industry. They don't think that the sort of criticisms that people are giving them are good, and you just you're seen as this sort of dirty activist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not at all true, and so many fast fashion CEOs that I've seen who have try to uh, dismantle climate activism or racial activism, social justice, stuff like that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's just completely hypocritical because yeah. is, I can't talk about <laughs> hypocritical.
0: <laughs> it's a difficult word. <laughs>
1: um, because of everything that they're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and they and I think another big problem is that they then disable comments. Mm. They're not letting people speak up and challenge yeah. them.
0: It's like freedom of acknowledge...
1: speech. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of because they're not letting them acknowledge their own wrongdoings. Yeah. Um. And it's it's silencing people, which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Throughout this whole, um, and I, <laughs> I really don't want to keep talking about this stuff because okay. I just, I get very angry at them. But... <laughs> um. <laughs> But a lot of the time, if they don't, if you don't, you're not in agreements with them. They just delete your comment, or they just block
0: you, which is just Um, not helpful at all to what's going on.
1: And then they kind of deem, oh, spread positivity, be kind, all this sort of stuff. But then they don't acknowledge the hypocrisy in that when they're yeah using slave labor, yeah, 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 particularly women and children, Um, and aren't diverse or anything like that and yeah. i think that's the problem is is that if they had more black people within their teams and actually listen to the black people within their teams then they wouldn't have this problem because that's what diversity is yeah. that's what they that's what we did because yeah. without those conversations all you have is white ignorance to fall on mm. and you'll know
0: where
1: that is. yeah
0: and and, and really- especially like that's the main thing with all this is just understanding and when people don't understand it's very easy to hate or very easy to be negative but actually when you take a minute understand from other people's point of view what they're going through or what comments they've had or maybe like you said like with the kind of cultural appropriation if they had a black member in their team and said actually do you think this is appropriate or are we going about this the right way it would make such a difference on how everything happens um I'm just having a look at some of the comments that have come through actually since we've been talking um and like uh Becca and um my mama <laughs> um and also um Maisie is saying about you know like in the media how it's being silent um silencing people for sure and not showing the positive side to these things because I like um even I've seen there's a really really cute video of this little these two little boys and one's black and one's white and they're running towards each other and hugging um and like saying about how like love is more important than hate and the kind of things like that And I think in the media, definitely, they try and make the most negative out of everything um, and don't show the positive sides to what is going on. Um, But also, as well as on social media, how, like you were saying about people speaking up, it's just as important in real life to speak up when someone makes a comment that is racist. I think, in general, even, like, I've been in situations where someone said something and I've been like, yeah, you can't say that. And... It's it's the thing is like, the people that don't say anything when things like that happen are just as bad as the person that's made that comment. Because if you don't say anything and someone's been made to feel uncomfortable, like that's not okay. And like that underlying racism that is happening in social media, in fashion industries, but actually in person, in conversations, in people's industries. Like you can't make racist comments and then just like stand in a room and not say anything. Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, things like that need to change, and I think that's such a massive issue. And I think even for myself, like, I've been in situations where someone's made a comment and generalised a race as them, or, you know, all about them, and, like, that's not okay. Like, you can't, you know, and again, that brings it back to understanding. People that don't understand cultures or don't understand certain races and what they do in their culture, they're not going to they are going to generalize people and that's, that's like, no, (laughs) I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but I'm just like, this is just, it's not okay. And it's just, it needs to change. Um, Sorry, I'm just seeing some comments coming in, I don't want to miss anything. Um, Maisie said the media are aiming to make people angry, they're trying to make the people who don't open up their mind go against the protest because at first glance they're making it look aggressive and violent, which I completely agree with. Yes, in real life and in the workplace, don't be a sheep, absolutely. Um, especially where I'm from, a small valley town in South Wales, racism seems to be normalised and yes, that's one thing I find, that somebody will make like a little racist comment or something and it might not be obviously racist, but it is, and then people will laugh because they don't know what to say and they think I will just laugh it off and that is like even worse, I can't even explain, I've been in similar situations where someone has made a comment and people have laughed and I've been like, yeah, you can't say that. And it's the fact that if if like, if I didn't say it or someone doesn't say, that's not okay to say, they're never going to know that what they're saying is wrong. And they're never going to understand and learn and grow and realise that we are all the same. We're all human beings. Um, People are ignorant and like to bury their heads in the sand and need others to call them up. And we can be the educators as well as learning. Absolutely. I'm loving Maisie and Becca's comments that they're putting through, but yeah. So it's it's super important. I think I I don't know about you, but definitely in the media, there is so much like bias negativity that is coming across all the time, and that's why I quite like following. I follow quite a lot of positive news pages on my Instagram because I want to see that nicer side to life. Um. Yeah, and like, and there was again with the protests. There's been like some images of people and there was even images you know because obviously there's been looting and things going on but there's also been people that have been picking up the rubbish and trying to tidy up the community black people that are doing this not being violent not protesting in a bad way like and that's not being shown on the main news and the media and like the fact that that's not being shown is racist in itself because the media is hiding the good side of things so that needs to change 100 percent. oh yeah
1: and i don't know if you saw sky news put a piece out about in London, oh no, it might have been some in America actually. I might have been corrected. Yeah. Um, where no, it was definitely those in America. So <laughs> ignore me. <laughs> uh, where they the first sort of bit was talking about how it started off peacefully. Yeah. And there were pictures of the white people in the protests, and then it captioned it saying how it suddenly it started to get more violent, and yeah. then suddenly all the, just, the black people protesting came through. Whereas actually a lot of the time what I've seen it's been the other way round a lot of white people have gone there to use this as an excuse to kind of have a gathering and cause some disturbance and things yeah. and it that, it's not about them <laughs> yeah. like, they need like um, this is like this is for black people and you're just making
0: again making it all about white hat. people <laughs> um,
1: exactly. yeah and then it's just opening the media up for so much like unconscious bias and being able to use their platform to kind of set out an agenda yeah. um and yeah like just sort of giving the impression that they are violent and that they are the ones doing all this um but even yeah. for the the london ones that i've it's still got such a agenda yeah. in the media, um, and it's it's just so unnecessary. They they make you feel like you have to kind of keep just. I don't know. You just feel so silenced. Well, I say I can't speak for black people, but I, they feel so silenced, and it's just completely wrong. And I think yeah. the media is a massive part of the problem where this needs to make change as well as education um as we aren't taught the history yeah. and the culture of black people and marginalized people and that needs uh, to change i think when le- like you are learned from a very young age um that you're different even though you know kids are innocent um but it just needs to be unlearned that we, we need to learn that we're all the same yeah and we, that's where we need to start calling this sort of stuff out because I'm from a very small area I'm from a tiny little village and I honestly don't think there are any black people in the village at all yeah um, when I went to secondary school there was one black boy in my in my year okay. entirely um, and I also <laughs> um, politically I live in a very conservative area yeah. so I it, I have I, I've tried to teach myself and learn as much as I can about everything um Schools have done it as well. Yeah. I think we just had so Such much a more education. Yeah. And it's not up to the black people to tell us all that this sort of stuff. This is up for our own yeah. education, 100%. And research, and it is as easy as reading from books and doing some go- Google searches. The information is there. Um. But yeah, like you said, calling out racist behavior because in my area, you go down to the pub and. As, soon as, as, as you see someone who is black, they, they're treated like an animal. Like mm. they're touched, they're, they're kind of observed. Like mm. it's, it's absolutely mental. The amount of times I've had to call that out to people.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly actually, while you're saying about like school and stuff, I've just seen some comments from my friend Simba, who I used to go to school with. So thank you for joining <laughs> the live. Um, and like, again, like when completely different to your, um, your, school background. When I went to school I literally I'd say like eighty percent of my friends were either black or Asian. Um so I I think because I grew up with so many different cultures around me and I like love the people I went to school with and I have so many fond memories of of being at school with all these kind of black and Asian um people that I grew up like that so that's why I'm so like inclusive and so understanding of different cultures but it's only because I've understood those cultures and only because I've been surrounded by them and even in my own family um, you know because I said I'm from Anglo-Indian background so uh, you know I have family in India and um, not you know not that I've actually been to India before anyone says where are you from? which is another subject that I won't even get into um um so yeah but like so I've grown up with such a diverse um group of people um and that has made me I've I literally had the best childhood because I grew up with all those different cultures and all those all those different people to understand and I think Um, something that Simba has mentioned actually is that it's education is such an important thing if we grew up at school and there was books that were available to read for children that explained about racism explained about how the racism that's happened in our history and about all the amazing things about these cultures that we have Asian and black all the amazing things and explained that this racism has happened in the history, but how you cannot be racist in the future. You know, like if if there was education in our systems about that, that would make so much difference because like people aren't born hating races. Like people, you're not born hateful, you learn hate, you learn racism. So if people can learn hate, they can learn to love people just exactly the same. And that would start with education in schools. For people, like, like, children, like, as, I think I saw something that said, like, people, like, children can start racism, like, thoughts from what they've been influenced by, by the age of four. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And to think that nothing's being done to educate children. So, like, like you said, you grew up and there was only one black person in your school. Like, you wouldn't, kn- like, you wouldn't know about culture. So then you would be scared of cultures growing up if you were not surrounded by them all the time. So I think it's like, you know, you know, I know, um, I hope my mum doesn't mind me saying this, but she went to an area, I can't remember where it was, in this country, and because the, um, this child came up to her and said, why are you brown? Because the child had never seen a brown person before. And, like, the fact that someone has to go through, someone of colour has to go through something like that, is one, awful, and two, if the child had education on other cultures, different coloured people, um, it would be a completely different situation. So I think education is like, so, so important. I'm just seeing the comments going through, so I'm trying to read them as well as like, I feel like I'm going on a run at the same time. Um, also, another thing I wanted to say actually is that in October in this country, I believe it's February in America, but don't check me on that. Um, it's Black History Month, so... Nice. That is an amazing time, there is, if you go onto their website, I think there's there's so many resources and things, and if that was taught in schools, and Black History Month was like a whole month where kids, like, did research about it, found out about different amazing black people in culture, like, again, that would make such a difference. Um, Let me have a look. And it's our responsibility to educate ourselves and each other and the next generation. Agreed. From an I, I met kids as young as eight racially profile me and in insist racial tones like that's just not okay. Like eight year olds in kind Canada, of, we don't really learn a thing about. So someone so Clean Melly says so she's from Canada and she said we don't really learn anything about Black history. So like I was gonna say again, like because I grew up with um there was a lot of Black and Asian people in my school and stuff. I did a Black Black History Month at school, but I know I don't know if like you did or even have heard about it or anything.
1: No, I did about a week's worth of history classes around slavery, but that, honestly, like, that was it in my school. Yeah. And, it, I mean, for a very long time, I was definitely too ignorant to realise that slavery and all this sort of stuff still goes on. Um, and, I mean, I've learned everything I can now. Well, not that I can, but I'm continuing to learn everything and educate myself and educate others now. But, yeah, the, my... Particular education at my school didn't teach me yeah. much about all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of un- underlying prejudice and racism that yeah. I, we didn't notice. Yeah. And I think, you, like you said, from such a young age, uh, you need to be teaching how, like, that we're all equal people yeah. and that every, like, everyone is equal. And then, then, even that's from like children's books. I don't think, I mean, I can't really remember back when I was three or four, but I don't think any of my
0: children's books had black people in it. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to say, actually, so I socially distanced, met some of my my mum's friends um, came and we were socially distanced, but um, her children, she was playing with Barbies um, and I noticed some of them were brown and I can't even explain how happy that made me feel, that children are seeing just seeing people of different cultures different ethnicities in books in what their toys they're playing with you know like just even a barbie like a black barbie like just so that kids can see that and understand that and then it brings about that education um which is so so important i'm just um what's that say so yeah it starts with the thank you for joining um we're we'll growing up to them more. especially when you go pick your child up for them, see they have a black person in the car, and that's the point to education yeah, definitely like it does begin with the parents like when you're bringing up a child, making sure that they are in an environment if yeah like they you know there isn't a lot of black and Asian people around like watching even just watching films and things that seeing like even because like it wasn't even that many years ago when it was the first black Disney princess, and you think like how crazy yeah, that is that how many different cultures there are in the world, and yet that only happened a couple of years ago. It's just not okay. Um, he said they learned a lot more. Oh, okay, so Becca, my friend Becca's husband went to school in France, and he said that they learned a lot more than I did at school. What he said is there's such a problem where he lived with racism in the past, so they educated in it. So they needed the education. Okay. Social class, yeah. So yeah, like it's really interesting to know like what different cultures are learning about in schools. But I think definitely in the UK, being such a diverse country is as well. You'd think that it was learnt about more. Um, Yeah. And
1: I think there's also uh, even through history and more academic uh, subjects that's so important. But I think also through the arts and yeah more. more, uh, yeah, that's so and, true. Like, when I did art at school, I think we did Aboriginal art uh, at one point, yeah. but not for very long, and, and if I did more of that, I think you'd have like, we'd have much more appreciation for different cultures 100%. and different people, and again, yeah. if more Black authors were on reading lists in English classes, yeah. or more plays handling these issues, or from Black playwrights, yeah. we'd have much more of understanding and more of an appreciation at such a younger age yeah. as to what people have had to go through to get into the position they are because compared to white authors or white people, yeah. yeah, they've had to put themselves a lot more
0: Yeah,
1: and a lot of the time um, there are uh, there's a lot of books and pieces where the story does reflect on their own uh, struggles and what they've had to go through and I think that would be Uh, a major uh positive to the educational system Uh, and i think again it would have such a reflection back onto like things like the fashion industry where they do culture appropriate and if for instance you learn more kind of original textiles and um sort of diverse garments within textile classes yeah
0: yeah you
1: recognize this more yeah know not to do it yeah. or be able to uh, call it out and be able to understand why it's not right. Whereas actually yeah. at the moment, a lot of the time people buy the sort of Oriental style clothes which are actually made for traditional Asian yeah. uh, cultural sort of traditions and stuff and should not be worn as a fashion garment. Yeah, uh, But because they just don't realise <laughs> They think it's just like a trendy yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: item that they're, they're they're wearing yeah so it does it it does stem back so far from education and, and I think even sort of like treatment in the workplace diversity in the workplace comes very far from education whether that's business study it's whether that's how you're treated education yeah um the other stories that I've seen of people being misplaced as someone else because they all look the same stuff like that yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it
0: shouldn't happen. No, yeah. Um, just, I, like, yeah. No, I was just going to say, because we've only got a couple of minutes, because I just realised it's like, because otherwise, Instagram might just turn us off, and I don't want it to just turn off in the middle <laughs> of us talking. Um. <laughs> So yeah, no, I just, I would love to just kind of like sum up everything we said before we get like thrown off um, by accident. But I think the key is education at a young age and also more opportunities for black and ethnic minorities in the fashion industry, in the arts, in all industries, having fair and equal chances just as their white counterpart needs to change 100%. Um Uh, I just thought what Becca said about reading any books on this. I'm going to add, like, a list because there's been, like, posts shared on social about books you can read and stuff. So when I post this on my main feed, I will add all those links to that. Um, But I think, like, just in general, I think if people want to learn more, there are so many. I know, like, you've been sharing as well, like, on Instagram, there's so many different things that you can... Um, books to read like Netflix series, like everything about educating yourself. So if you haven't had that childhood education, do it now. So then when you have your own children, you can teach them all these ways. Um, And thank you for reminding me, mum, she's put like petitions. Make sure you say about the petitions. No, please, please, if people can, please sign the petitions for justice for George, justice for Belly, for encouraging education. There's also been a petition about black education in schools. So please sign those petitions. Please sign the petition about the report that came out yesterday about black and ethnic minorities and coronavirus. Because it's crazy that there's statistics like 50 percent higher risk of death and there's no guidance on what like people should do to protect themselves so crazy so please sign all those petitions and like write to your MPs and like again in terms of the fashion industry like you tweeting in the style telling them like it's not okay that you're not as diverse like people just the thing is with all of this like it's amazing that everyone's been talking about it but let's continue talking about it let's continue telling people informing people of all the things that they can do to make a difference and how that they can contact their MPs, they can tweet, they can just just spread the message don't just do your um, black post yesterday and just forget about it because I know like Maisie said like some people have already deleted their black post from yesterday because it doesn't fit in with their aesthetic which is crazy right. so so yeah so please, please please sign the petitions and thank you so much Emily for joining me because it's just been so good to talk about this and I knew you'd have so much to say especially about the fashion industry because you have so much information and people need to know this stuff because again it all comes back to education um so thank you so so much it honestly means so much that you came on joined on um but thank you everyone also for joining and all the comments like it's so so nice that we're talking about this and i think it's better that we're talking about this than muting ourselves for a week that's just my personal opinion so um thank you so so much i just it's one minute left so i think i'm gonna wrap up but thank you so much emily thank you for having me <laughs> so much love bye
1: everyone Bye. bye, bye.